0: McLean Middleton Minutes, a podcast dedicated to business, legal, and community news in New Hampshire and Massachusetts. You'll hear about all things legal and how they affect business. You'll also hear from local business and community leaders sharing stories of their success. In law and business, good things often take time. So without a minute to spare, let's get started with McLean Middleton Minutes. Thank you for joining us for McLean Middleton Minutes. What's her story? I'm attorney Linda Johnson.
1: And I'm attorney Jennifer Parent.
0: Our guest today is Rachel Marino, clinical director at Marino Health and Wellness, a regenerative medicine clinic in London, Derry, New Hampshire. Rachel, welcome.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So we have had female entrepreneurs from a wide range of industries, but Rachel is actually our first guest from a healthcare provider. Rachel has over 14 years of nursing experience. She received her BSN from the University of Massachusetts, Boston, graduating with honors. She then worked as a registered nurse in many different areas, including pediatrics, critical care, ambulatory care, and as a clinical instructor to student nurses. In 2019, she formed Merino Health and Wellness. So Rachel, can you tell us a bit about your background and career prior to forming your own business?
2: Sure. Um, You did touch on some of it. So I started my career as a registered nurse. Um, working mostly in Boston in a lot of the major hospitals in Boston um, I've worked with adults I've worked with pediatrics um, all different areas of nursing that's the great thing about nursing is that you can move around there's so many options for you um, and it came to a point in my life where I was looking for a change um, I live in New Hampshire the commute into the city is not ideal for anyone who's ever done that um, it's it wears on you after many years of doing it. So trying to figure out as I got older, where my life was headed, and I went back to school. And I graduated in 2016, um, had my family nurse practitioner license with the intention of going into primary care. Obviously, I didn't end up there. So things changed along the road for me. But um, that's how I got where I am. And I worked before opening the business, I had worked um, a very unique position. I was hired to help start up a regenerative medicine program, mainly stem cell therapy um, for a chiropractor-owned wellness center on the seacoast in New Hampshire. And I took the position not knowing what it even was. Honestly, I had heard about stem cell therapy, but my training is the traditional way you come in with an ailment. This is what we do. It could be a medication. It could be a steroid injection. It could be potentially a surgery. So this is a completely different animal. Basically, now we're saying your body can heal itself. So at first I was, I was extremely skeptical, but as I did my training as I started seeing more and more patients and how they actually, um, you know, recovered from these chronic illnesses and these chronic pain that was taken away, I fell in love with it. And, you know, working there for just about two years, um, I performed over 800 stem cell injections. So a lot of experience, all different joints in the body, neck, back, everything head to toe, basically, I learned that this is where my passion is. So great.
1: So, Rachel, Linda said, you know, you have your business, Merino Health and Wellness uh, in Londonderry. Your website says you do cutting edge of medical technology treatment and all aspects of regenerative medicine. So, what types of services does Merino Health and Wellness provide? So, we have two actual arms
2: to our practice. So, we have the regenerative medicine side, which is how we started. Um, And under that wing, we do stem cell therapy is the big thing that we do. But we also offer other services, platelet-rich plasma injections, prolotherapy. Um, These are all different injection therapies. They're all natural. And it's ways that we can help your body to heal itself. Again, we're not using a steroid um, just to kind of slap a bandaid on the situation. We're trying to get you to actually heal. So if it's in the case of osteoarthritis in the knee. We're trying to rebuild cartilage. And depending on the client, we may recommend the stem cells. We may recommend platelet-rich plasma. We may recommend prolotherapy. It's very individualized. There's no cookie cutter. When you come in, you get a full consultation um, and we see what's going to be the best for you and what has the best chance of, of really working to get you to your goal. And then we actually are adding on something new, which I'm very excited about. We're going to start offering um, their gel injections. It's a hyaluronic acid. It's a natural type of visco supplementation for joint pain, for arthritis. And it's going to be covered by Medicare and private insurers. So that's really going to, I think, explode that side of the business. Um, But then on the other end, we have the, the medical aesthetics, which is booming right now. Um, it's, it's what people seem to want to really focus on. We provide anti-aging treatments, um, non-surgical. We have options that are completely non-invasive, such as a cryofacial, which just uses cold temperatures to help boost collagen production. And then you can get a little more aggressive like a laser treatment or a plasma treatment um, and get a total skin resurfacing. So we have a range of things that we provide.
1: I was going to say, I also saw you do a phone consultation for 15 minutes, and I assume that is so that you can educate people about the services you have and determine what may be appropriate for them?
2: Yes. The phone consultation is typically just for them to get more of an idea of what we offer and what they would be coming in for if they come in for a consultation. Um, sometimes it's not at all what somebody's looking for, and then they can kind of, okay, that's that's not something I want to go for. Or we intrigue them enough that they want to come in and have a full consultation. They're they're free. Our consultations are complimentary. Um, we just we want to provide the education so that the patients can make a fully informed decision on what the best plan of care for them is.
0: So talking about the education, uh, I have to say, you know, as you said, you had heard about it, didn't know a lot about it. And, and I think for me, it's learning a whole new area, I suspect for our listeners as well. So what exactly is stem cell therapy? Is it like a bottle you take off the shelf? Is it something that comes out of my own body that you use? What, what's going on with that? So there's
2: a lot of different ways that you can kind of get there. Um, there are providers who are doing autologous stem cells that's using stem cells from your own body. Um, we do not, we use donated umbilical cord stem cells. Um, we do get questions about any ethical issues behind it and it's not, it's, it's live healthy births, C-section births only, the mother sign consent to donate the birth tissue, basically. Um, goes through a very vigorous screening process, and the company that I use, um, we've been using them for over four years, and their safety is impeccable. Um, they are just they're they're the top of what's out there, in my opinion. So the stem cells get extracted, and then we re inject to the site of injury. So if we're talking about a knee, arthritis in the knee, our goal is to actually create new tissue. So if you have arthritis, you've worn away the cartilage in your knee. You have stem cells in your body that can help to replace that. The problem is as we age, we have so few stem cells that are actively working to repair those areas in our body. So we end up with different injuries. We end up with chronic inflammation. We end up with pain. So the stem cells kind of step in and can reactivate that whole natural healing process that we have in our bodies.
0: And you had other um, services online. You mentioned prolotherapy, and it, it speaks of temporarily increasing inflammation to trigger the body's healing response. How, how does that work? Yes.
2: Yeah, so the prolotherapy is—it's basically a sugar solution, um, which sounds kind of crazy. People usually raise one eyebrow when I mention that to them. But it's a sugar and a local anesthetic. And it really tricks your body into thinking that there's a new injury there. So again, if we're injecting into a knee or an ankle, um, it's going to trigger the cells that your body needs to heal as if it was a fresh injury instead of something that you've been dealing with for two years. Um, Typically, prolotherapy is a series of injections. We do them about two weeks apart. Um, It can take three to six injections, but we get people feeling much better. And it's amazing to see. From something so simple.
0: And then the last service, I mean, you have many services, but the nutritional therapy, uh, the IV nutritional therapy was something I had never heard of before. And can you explain a little bit about that?
2: Sure. The IV, it's IV vitamin infusions. Um, Again, those are things that can be customized for the client. Um, They come in with certain deficiencies or they just want hydration. We have athletes that come in and they just want basic hydration. So we can put an IV right in a vein in the arm. They sit in a comfortable recliner and get an infusion of their choice for about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, We can add things like B vitamins. We can add there's different things depending on what they're looking for. Um, But most people that come in for it are using it for energy for wellness. We have an immune boosting infusion that we do, which is great. It would given the year that we just had, you know, people are looking for natural ways to kind of boost their immunity and ways to fight off viral illnesses.
0: Right. You mentioned when you were describing your career history, how you were in, uh, I guess a cutting edge job, um, on the seacoast doing this. And yet you made the decision, young woman, mother of two to venture out on your own and start your own business. What, what led you to make that decision?
2: (laughs) A lot of thinking about it and where, where I wanted my life to go. Um, I think there's a quote and I can't remember who says it, but if, if you don't build your dream, someone will hire you to build theirs. And that kind of sticks with me. And I've been working for other people since I was 14 years old, but always had that desire to do more. Um, kind of that entrepreneur spirit and any job I had, I've always been thinking about how would I do things differently if I was the manager, or I was the owner. And um, it's just, you can't provide the care that you want to a hundred percent if you're not the one making those decisions ultimately. So I took a chance. It was a huge risk. And a, like you said, two kids at home, I had a great job, um, great paying job. I loved what I was doing, but it just wasn't the fulfillment that I was looking for. So I, I made the jump um, and followed my dreams and this is
1: where we are. Rachel, Linda and I have interviewed other women in business and other women entrepreneurs, in their fields, and uh, I know you said you have that entrepreneurial mindset, um, but you've also said you, you never at, before that time had the courage to actually take those first steps. So for our listeners who may be interested that uh, have that similar entrepreneurial mindset, but no, don't know what to do first, what would you say to somebody who's considering moving in that direction? I would say if it's something that you've been thinking about and
2: you can't stop thinking about, it means you should be doing it. Honestly, that's where I was at in my head. And I said, either I sit here and I keep thinking, what if, what if, or I just go and do it. There's no, there's never going to be a right time. There's never going to be a completely perfect situation to make a jump like this. But I, I'm so happy I did. And, you know, with the support from my family, um, made it work but I think for me the big thing is mindset is a big part of it and not having a plan B so I didn't have a fallback plan if this doesn't work then what do I do? I just said no this is going to work I'm gonna make it work whatever I have to do and I did it's not easy it definitely was not easy in the beginning and trying to build and wearing every single hat for the the business you know from answering phones to doing the marketing to things that I'm not trained in that but I learned as I went. And
1: I think if you want something badly enough, you, you will make it happen. We've been, we've been talking how in August, 2019, you leave that job that, that you really liked to pursue this dream that you had. And then once you did, I know you said you realized how much goes into starting up a new business and you sort of started up a new business at the time, right around the corner, which we didn't know was COVID and this pandemic, which I suspect had just additional challenges uh, for you. But as you reflect back, you know, from the moment you start to where you are now, is there anything you would have done differently?
2: I really don't think I would, honestly. I mean, I every small failure along the way has taught me a lesson, um, and I try to take – the good out of every situation. So there's things that, that didn't work out. Um, you know, certain, say a certain marketing campaign that we spent a lot of money on and we got nothing out of, but we learn from things like that. And I think that's almost more important than learning from our successes is learning from your failures and now what not to do. And, you know, it's a, the whole thing is a learning process. It's I still every day I go in and it's something new that I discover that we should be doing or that, you know, we could start doing. And it's it's um, keeps you on your toes. That's for sure.
1: It's amazing how you sort of learn and grow more from your failures than your successes sometimes. Right. Absolutely. And
0: starting out in August of 2019, as you said, building a business, getting the word out. You know, developing your client base, and then we got hit with COVID, and I I can only imagine how that might have impacted uh, a new business. But what did you do, and and how did it impact this you know new and growing business?
2: Right. So it it did have a big impact on us. Um, we had only been open about six months when we got to the point where businesses were shutting down. So. We were just starting to make a name for ourselves and really just starting to, to build our schedule where we had clients coming in consistently and then it just stopped. It completely stopped. Um, about two months that we were closed and then we reopened and it was again, it was like starting from zero. Um, we had to start building the client base again, um, get to the point where people felt safe coming in um, because a lot of people didn't want to go to a doctor's office or to, to anywhere um, when we were in the middle of all of this but it looking back I think it was almost a blessing in disguise that it gave me that time to really focus on perfecting the back end of things um, and I spent that time I was working that whole time I was working but it just wasn't client care and um, and I think I was able to get a lot of things done during that time that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise if we were building and busy and seeing clients every day. Um, but reopening, we when we did reopen, um, we were coming up on the end of our lease where we were and we started as one room. We were one exam room inside an existing practice, myself and one nurse um, who was actually a very integral part of opening the business with me. He came from... Um, my previous position, he left with me to open this together. So I always say I couldn't have done it without him. (laughs) Um, But when we came back, I said, either we stay here, and we stay small, or you know what, we take a chance, we get a bigger space, we open up the opportunity for more people to come to us. And that's what we did. We took another huge chance, um, still in the midst of COVID. And somehow it worked out for us. Um, Like I said, it, it, it wasn't an easy decision to make, but at the same time, I, I told you, I kind of, I jump in <laughs> and that's what we did. And luckily it worked out and we've been able to slowly build things back up. Um, and now we are, we're busy to the point where now I have seven employees um, and we're already saying, I think we need more room than where we are.
0: Yeah, That's a great transition in a very short a, a period of time. And you're coming up on your two year anniversary in August, and what would you say are the biggest benefits of having your own business?
2: The biggest benefit is definitely being able to make those decisions for my patients that I couldn't make before because I didn't, I wasn't the business owner. Now I I choose the products that we use, I choose the vendors that we use, and I can make sure that it's the highest quality to give them the best patient experience. Um, I can dictate how long my consultations are. I don't do 20-minute consultations in the office. Sometimes it's an hour and a half. It's kind of whatever is needed. Um, and I think taking that extra time and really providing education to the clients in that consultation is what sets us apart. Um, and it's, just, it's rewarding. It's a really, really rewarding experience. Um, just from being a nurse for so many years, I've always said it's a very thankless job you do things that, um, you know, y- you don't necessarily feel appreciated where I am here. The relationships that we develop with our clients, I, I love it. I would never go back. Um, it's, it's that fulfillment that I was looking for.
0: So it sounds like you're, you're in the business of making people feel better. About themselves. So whether it's the pain management or the aesthetic side, both sides end up hopefully with people feeling better about themselves.
2: Absolutely. And we have people that come into us with a cane or a walker. And then as we see them for their follow up, they're walking in with nothing. They're telling me that they're back to activities, whether it's traveling or playing tennis, whatever it is that they do, they're getting back to their lives or the people that come in for the aesthetics treatments. Now they feel really good about themselves when they look in the mirror. So their confidence level is boosted and that
1: just changes their lives. And Rachel, you can hear it in your uh, description of your business and and what you do, that you love what you do. Uh, And I, and I, Enjoyed hearing how you took a challenge, you know, what we just went through in the last uh, year and a half and turned it into an opportunity to grow and, and you took that jump. So not only did you take a jump in August of 2019, you just more recently took another jump. With the recognition that you are using, you know, cutting edge medical technology for treatment And that there is an educational component. What would you like our listeners to know about Merino health and wellness? I think the main thing that people
2: should know is that it's an experience that we're providing. It's not just a service. You're not coming in and saying, this is what I want worked on. We do that. And then you leave and you never hear from us again. We, our follow-up is there. Um, we get very involved in our patient's journey, no matter what it is, whether it's the aesthetics, whether it's the pain management. Um, But it's, I know, everybody's name, I know, you know, their kids names, I know where they traveled last month, it's, it's kind of a unique ability where I can remember um, who and my nurses are funny, because they'll say somebody's name and try to tell me, yeah, this is who it is. I know, I know who that is. <laughs> or patients will call and they'll try to explain who they are. And I, I know exactly who you are. Um, and, you know, it's no matter how many people we see it's because I get invested in that. And I think about, Oh, I wonder how they're doing. We're invested
1: in you. Your journey is our journey. To follow up on our theme uh, and title of our podcast, um, McLean Middle to Minutes, What's Her Story?, What would you like our listeners to know about Rachel Marino? Well, I'm obviously a a risk taker.
2: (laughs) Um, Haven't always been that way, though. This is, there was a mindset shift in my life that happened over the past several years. And I think just learning to take the good out of situations, learning to feel more confident, kind of gave me that push that I needed to make the changes I made in my life. Um, and just, I, I love what I do. This business is my baby. I built it from the ground up and I think, um, it's only going to continue to grow. Um, but at the same time, this I'm also a mom and I have my family and that's, that's a big part of why I did this too. I want to be there for their big events in their life. And you know, who knows, maybe, maybe my kids will be working for the business someday. (laughs)
0: So it's truly a story of how passion and perseverance pays off. And as you said, you're a risk taker. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story.
2: Thank you both very much. Thank yeah. you,
0: Rachel. If you'd like to learn more about Merino health and wellness, please visit marinohealth.com. Thank you for listening to McLean Middleton. What's her story. Thank you for listening to McLean Middleton Minutes, a production of the McLean Middleton Law Firm. We invite you to share this podcast with your colleagues and friends. Check back soon for additional episodes.